The following episode contains personal and professional opinions and experiences. These are not a representation of any specific 12-step, religion, or other recovery group. Talking Circle Studio. Welcome to the Terminal Unique Podcast. My name is Lucas. Lucas, my name is Dean. Dean, my name is Lucas. Lucas, my name is Dean. We, right, we, we just do this it. back we, and well, forth. We, we practice. Right? And it's la- been like a, a month in coming, you know? Yeah, sometimes I forget my name and sometimes you forget yours. Right, or I, I'm going to start, you're going to start. Yes. It always goes back and forth. Yes. It's terrible. How's, how, how's it going, man? Dude, what an amazing week. I just turned 50 this week. Oh, fuck. I happy, know. happy big five zero. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. That was exciting. I um, I had my beautiful girlfriend, the beautiful Amanda. She took me to. Yes. There, that's her. That's her. That's her in high school, right there. She's she's so just pissed right over, that I left that up. Just right over my shoulder at every episode. <laughs> she's so mad that I leave that up. She's like, "Why don't you take that down?" Anyway, yeah, she took me to Casa Laguna over in Laguna Beach, and we stayed oh, over nice there. Down there. Oh man, that place was great. We had we had a great time, and then I went to go see the Pink Floyd exhibit yesterday at uh, in Hollywood. Very nice. So cool, man! I got I got like I got goosebumps like ten different times in that place. I don't know. I know they had the Van Gogh exhibit, but I mean, I I've heard of that, but I haven't heard of the Pink Floyd exhibit. That yeah. sounds actually really fun. It was so much fun. Okay, so I'm gonna have to look into that with 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 my girlfriend. You should. You should. I think she, I think she likes Pink Floyd. I don't really I haven't really talked about. I don't know if she's like super into classic rock, but I bet you she knows who they I are. Mean, Pink Floyd. Is How do you so, not know who they are? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you've smoked weed. Yeah, right? <laughs> if you've done acid or mushrooms, yeah. you've heard of oh my you've God. Heard Pink Floyd like, at some yeah. point. They were life. like a god to you at one point. Yeah. Time. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so we're going to get it right into our sponsors. In fact, before we get into our other sponsor, we all know who that is, Ray's Energy. we got a new sponsor in the house. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. Our, our good friend he goes by on Instagram, Los Angeles Covina Barber. His Instagram is Dre, D-R-E. H like in hotel underscore cuts with a C U T like Tom Z like zebra. Dre cuts one of our biggest fans on the He's podcast. Always reaching out, Such always a nice reaching guy. out, giving us great feedback. Um, yeah, yeah. Andre's the man. Andre, I, I, you were the man, and you know I've I've seen a lot of his work. He always posts on his Instagram stories what he does in his barber shop. Yeah, amazing. He's, he's got these designs. He does he does really fades, you know, haircuts and and shaves. So I'm 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 heading I'm heading over to go see him this week for a shave. Nice shave. Yeah, really Very close. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully my skin still stays on my body. Some after good male this, pampering in him. I think he's got yeah. the straight razor going on. He too. does have the straight razor. That's going legit. On. That is legit. And I'll tell you, that makes you feel kind of really manly when you leave there when you right? go to an actual barbershop or terrified before he starts also <laughs> either either one you're like is he gonna kill me know. <laughs> right and and he says that he offers three free therapy while you're in the chair so you know that's that's, that's an not, added that's bonus right i don't know if he's licensed in that but you know that's what he that's what he's offering but if uh if you go to if you go to dre cuts you know reach out to him on instagram um, guys, guys, an amazing, amazing uh, hair artist. If they, if we can call him that, that's a great I, barber doesn't seem it. to do him justice. But um, you know, if you're in the Covina area and you're looking for any of that stuff and you want to support the show, by all means, and, yes. you know, reach out to Dre. Support our friend Dre. D R E H underscore cut C U T Z. Right. Hit him up. Hit him up. Shoot him a DM, and uh, he's got more information on on his uh, on his Instagram. Yeah, and you can always reach out to us if you can't reach him. We'll 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 put you in contact with him. We also got uh, the good old Ray's Energy. Wow, Ray's Energy, man, that's that's really high energy stuff. Yeah, Dean's on his fourth probably tonight in the last uh, couple hours. So right, you he's know, not sleep until two a.m. I'm not going to sleep. It's 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 a show night, so I gotta I gotta I gotta have yes. my zero energy. I mean, yes. zero energy, zero sugar, <laughs> electrolytes, BCA aminos, um, <laughs> and very low sodium. So the, because mm. I I don't need the sodium I don't need to get puffy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I mean I it's like I I'm on camera all the time I don't want to have that puffy face look you're on camera all the time I mean in my own mind I am yeah okay you no know? kind anyway. of like date <laughs> so <laughs> nighttime dreamer celebrity that's right yeah that's right but yeah I mean yes. 14 milligrams of sodium that's per not bad. can that's really low right uh we have we have half the carbonation you have in in normal in in normal in normal energy drinks no creatine no creatine so no bloating no burping 
and there's electrolytes, so you're not getting dried out like the other ones do. Uh, no sugar. It's just a, just a really a really good energy drink. If you're going to drink an energy drink, by all means, Ray's Energy is the way to go. Rep Sports. R e p p s o r t s. You missed a p. Damn it. No. R e p p s. O r t s. R e p p s. Oh, sorry. R e p p s p o r t s. Okay. R R e p p. Whatever. R e p. You messed it all up. R e p p s p o p p i. <laughs> Terrible. R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Repsports.com. You, go, you go to the coupon code, you enter Dino, and you get 15% off. Scott Blueberry, he'll help you out. Oh he'll hook you up. Oh, my God. He's really going to lay into me. It's Cherry. Scott, oh, Scott Cherry. Okay. Yeah. You keep ruining this, man. All right. Maybe if they actually paid us something, we'd actually care. Well, uh, they're uh, paying us in caffeine. <laughs> they were right an actual now. real sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> pay you in caffeine. Remember, right. guys, he doesn't share. Right. He's never once given me, the co-host, uh, never. Uh, never. a actual raise. Or, uh, But it's okay. Yes. I don't care. I don't need to drink it anyway. No. He we're going to get into sleep. it. Let's get to our guest. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I really want to get to. The reason why everybody's here. Right. Yeah, this is um are 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 you are you doing this or am I doing this? You're doing this. Man, this guy it's only appropriate. I've known this guy for the last seven years. I got out of prison and I hit the ground running, right? And nice. I started I started uh, a an addiction studies program because I wanted to be a counselor. I knew the day that I got out, actually before I got out, that I wanted to be a counselor and I was like, I'm going back to the area and I heard so much about the Glendale Community College addiction study program and what a quality program mm. it is. And, uh, I've heard, and heard good things. And this guy, this guy is the head of the program, and I was I was so fortunate in getting to know him over the the two year uh, program that I was there. And you know, he's got a great story, and I, I love this guy. So without further ado, you know, Ben, Ben. I don't know. I guess we don't we don't do the last names here. We go Ben S. We'll he just can, go Ben he, S. He, he, you he, can he, identify. Uh, yes, that's fine. That's fine. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, guys. Yeah, so um, good to see you. I don't know where to start. No, you know. You can, well, oh, oh, you know, um, where Art. do I start? It's, you know, I can tell a little bit. Uh, thank you, Dean. You know, it is an honor being your, your, your instructor. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and being the, the you know, pitch the program, Glendale Community College. Uh, I've been there almost 20 years. Um, I'm a tenured professor, so I work for the state of California. Um, uh, very much, uh, I went through that program. Almost um, 22 years ago. Wow. Didn't know what I was going to do. New in recovery. Right. About at that time. Said, what am I going to do with my life now? I'm sober. And like, what am I going to do with my life? And it's like, <laughs> what, you know, uh, I had no idea. I had no direction. And someone had just, you know, mentioned, hey, you want to be a counselor. And uh, went into that program. I think I had a year and a half or two years at that time. And started fumbling and bumbling, you know, and right. went through these classes. And uh, these professors there took me under their wing. Right. And this was 1998, 99, wow. you know, and they, these professors took me under their wing. They were all recovering people. They were right. all recovering people. And they saw stuff in me I didn't see in myself. Isn't that amazing? That, it's badass. You know, with these people in recovery, you know, a lot of people look down at people that are, uh, you know, addicted or alcoholic or yeah. whatever you'd like to say. But, you know, when we do when we do get our shit together, we can actually accomplish some stuff. Yeah, it was. I, and, and believe me, it was unbeknownst to me that they had some plans for me. And I went through the program and I started... Uh, interning in the in the local treatment centers at Glendale Memorial had the Alpha unit at that time. Oh, yeah. Uh the there was Glendale Adventist, they had their GARC program mm -hmm. at that time. And I started fumbling and bumbling as a as a new counselor, as new right. counselors do. And uh, you know, they encouraged me to go back to school. Right. So that's what I did. And I went back to, I, I went to UCLA. I transferred to UCLA. Well, what were you doing before nice. that? Were you were you working in, I, in a different I, profession? I actually was in a different profession. I actually was doing um, real estate management. I actually was doing property management. Oh, okay. I actually was, and that was terrible because I was drinking during that time. Right. And, and I was snorting cocaine and, you know, and that 
that doesn't work out, you know, especially in the empty apartment buildings and stuff like that. And, you know, and it becomes like your, your drug haven. Yes, it does. And um, nice. your own trap house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. And uh, and that was and that was in San Fernando Valley. So that was in some terrible areas like Sepulveda and Van Owen. If oh, you I, used to, I used to go score hair on over there. <laughs> yeah, that was not Gosh. a good area. Mm-mm. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it actually had a couple of. Interesting jobs. There was one job, though, very early in my recovery that I thought I actually, this was in 1997, 98, Mm -hmm. actually working for, right in my first year, uh, I was working for Liberty Mutual and I was a workers comp investigator. So my first year. Workers comp insurance. Yeah. So I worked for Liberty Mutual Uh and they actually sent me to Boston for a year, uh, for excuse me, for um, for about four months, and I was working at Boylston and Newberry, right where the bombing was. Right. right. Oh, wow. At the at the start, right at that area. But this this was way before the bombing. Yeah, but right at years. that area, yeah. Wow. So right at that area, gorgeous area. But I was brand new in recovery, mm-hmm. and um, lots of good meetings there, though. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, the universe had other plans for me, but it was just a very, very strange situation how I fell into that position. And then because I just really didn't like it, I didn't want to be investigating people for fraud claims and being a spy and a snitch yeah. like that. It just didn't suit me. <laughs> right, right. And because um, then I heard about the program at Glendale, you know, I didn't want to do, um, you know, it just felt like being a snitch and watching people like that and doing that. And yeah. just, it was just kind of weird. It was just kind of weird. But but they spent money on me. They sent me there and everything like that, and it just didn't work out. And in fact, what I turned around and did anyways, I was always punching, um, uh, I actually contracted carpal tunnel syndrome and then went ahead and had my own workers' comp claim against Liberty Mutual. So that didn't work out too well anyways, too. So, uh, you know, but it was, it was legit. So, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, going back to Glendale Community College, um, so here again, these professors who had many years, in fact, Glenwood Community College was one of the first three programs uh, in addiction studies that is a workforce development program. So very unique, not a traditional program or traditional discipline right. that was, you know, um, a legitimate addiction studies counselor program that was generating these counselors in California mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and referred to as a workforce development. Because, mm-hmm. you know, especially in California, um, you had counselors at one time, it wasn't a legitimate workforce. I mean, you could hang, you could be 10 years sober and hang a shingle on your door and say, right. Oh, I'm have 10 years sober and I'm going to save you from this deadly disease. Right. Right. And that's how it was in California, especially in California. There was no certification or anything like that. Right. And so you're kind of like this, you know, you're even in Glendale College, we kind of like were this bastard stepchild under the under the door kind of program. <laughs> right. Even other professors didn't even know what is that program on the, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened was Ronald Van Evenhoven, um, you know, God bless his soul. He he took me under his wing, and um, one day, you know, he he slowly, you know, you want to you want to be an adjunct. You want to teach one class, right? And you know, this man had forty years of recovery when, and he oh, was wow. just a character. He was just, you know, he was right. an old. He was an old uh, guy from Wisconsin, started drinking, was like 10 years old, yeah. you know, moonshine from Wisconsin. Hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore. Oh, geez. Those Wisconsinites, oh, boy, yes. those guys can know how to drink. Yes, yes. <laughs> go down do. to the Packer game and then go have a beer. That's, That's what right. they do. Or two. Yeah. yeah. Or three. And, <laughs> or three. <laughs> and, uh, you know, oh, my goodness, people were afraid of this guy. You know, he mm. would, he, his idea, too, to be a counselor he tried to get administration to go ahead and tell uh, students you had to have like six months of recovery before you could be a counselor. Of course, he couldn't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he would throw erasers at students, and he'd bang the the whiteboard, <laughs> and you know he yeah, you know yeah. he gets so mad at students. Did he throw erasers at students? Oh yeah, a couple of times. He couldn't he did. do he, that nowadays. No, you couldn't think. do that nowadays. <laughs> I think just, that's hilarious. Uh, was, I should was, have many erasers <laughs> thrown in my head. Yeah, when I was no. a student. It was kind of funny. He, oh, he always missed though, but you <laughs> know, <laughs> student, <laughs> it was the thought that counts. It was, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but he'd have these temper tantrums. He'd have these meltdowns. Right. You know? But it was. 
But he was just this old, crusty alcoholic, and you know he um, <laughs> forty he, years. So. He went through the Navy. He was he actually was an electrician in the Navy. Oh wow! Fascinating story about his. He actually had something what we call. Um, uh, he learned being an electrician uh, while under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> Uh, and you have this condition. What is that condition that you learn something while you're under the influence, Dean? Where, where to remember? Mm. They're going to quiz you. That is um, that you learn something while you're the influence. Do you know of, the answer? Or should I look it up? Oh, gosh. I can't think or of it. You, you're pop quizzing, Dean. Dean, wait, what is the I, answer? No, you know, my, my Swiss, Swiss holes, Swiss cheese in my brain here. Oh I, my I can't remember. God. Tell me. Tell me. No, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to tell you later. We'll, we'll go ahead and we'll remember. <laughs> oh, man. But it's something where you're... Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll talk about this a little later. Okay. But um, And it's a condition where you can only be in the state where um, if you have to drink again in order to... It's called state-dependent learning. Mm. So we had to huh. drink again in order to learn, to remember what you learned. That's like, okay, that reminds me of that uh, family guy where Peter only can play piano when he's wasted drunk. Otherwise, exactly. he's terrible at it. Exactly. So it's called state-dependent learning. Oh, so funny. he tells this story that he can only be an electrician again you know, and remember those when he's drunk. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is really weird. So it's a real thing. It's a real thing. That's a real thing. Oh, my that's, God. That's exactly what they did in the episode. That, wow. That's, that's funny. But here again, so he took me under his wing. He, you know, he's, I taught one class, then I took took two classes. And one day he pulled me into his office. He said, you know, my staff and I, you know, I'm going to retire in a year. And he thinks, you know, I think I'd like you to be director of the program. And I, and my first question to him was, uh, Professor Van Evenhoven, have you start, did you relapse or did you start drinking again? <laughs> and he goes, no, I'm sober as anything. And he started, quickly started teaching. I went up actually to his apartment on weekends and he started teaching me and spoon feeding me the program awesome. uh, and, and teaching me the and all the curriculum and everything you know and and that was the, the rest That's of history so cool nice how First, long were you teaching at that point you know i actually had already started <clears throat> teaching i was an adjunct at cal state university um teaching some uh child development classes there mm -hmm. i'd already had a history of doing some some adjunct work at cal state uh at cal state la and so i had already done about a year of adjunct work at glendale uh-huh and um, and then he retired, and the rest is history. I wow, I, you know, and I was just like deer in mm -hmm. deer in the headlights. You mm -hmm. know, it was like sink or swim, though. Actually, I mean. but you know, I had the support of the other staff, right? You know, Pat Sonora. I was just going to bring her up. She was Marion Price, Orlando Rivera, Orlando, my and they fave. were all they were all supportive. It was yeah. just amazing, and um, I went back in that meantime. I went back to Cal State LA uh, to get my Master of Science in Counseling. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm a licensed MFT. Um, I was with, um, so I'm also the CEO of, I'm also the Chief Executive Officer at Katie. And I've been doing that. I was a treasurer for seven years. I was you want president. to explain to Katie what, for the audience? So, so Is that Katie, an acronym for something? California Association of Alcohol Drug Educators. So we're the certif nice. we're one of the certifying bodies. We certify counselors, uh, addiction counselors for the state of California. Right. Mm. So I've been doing that now for about 17, 18 years. So we were, we're one of the certifying bodies. We have an exam. So there's an oh, actual nice. state exam. That you designed the tests and everything? We designed the tests and everything. Right. Wow, that's right. cool. That's... So there's the two competitors. There's uh, CCAP and then there's CADAP. I've heard of CCAP, I think. Yeah, oh, they're, the other big, they're the other big dog in the block. And, um, okay. and who's the third one? Cadapt, they're the California Association of Drunk Driver Treatment Programs. Oh, okay. So they actually are there. When you get a DUI, you have to go to one of their schools. Oh, got it. Okay. So if you ever get a DUI, so you know, hopefully so, I don't. Yeah. Well, I had plenty of those. That was one of the <laughs> yeah. things that brought me into <laughs> yeah. to treatment. Yeah, I'm a product of uh, the court card. That's how I came nice. in. Nice. I think a lot of people are. You know, it seems like uh, it, it, I have like this, or I think most most people in the rooms are kind of like, kind of irritated with people to come in with the court cards. But I think a lot of them stay. You know. Well, I mean, thank goodness for the court cards because that's what planted the seeds. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I was I was very fortunate. I I you know I thought AA was a cult. Right. Um. You know, and I thought it was. Um. You know, that was the first thing. Um, uh, I'm also, I'm also, I don't 
want to piss any Catholics off, but I'm a recovering Catholic. I sometimes say that <laughs> in my pitch. Yeah, you I were knew. talking about this a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, and, yes. And, you know, um, <laughs> and, I, and I, you know, I just kind of, you know, I don't, it, it's just because my experience growing up in the Catholic Church and everything like yeah. that. Um, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, seeing that movie spotlight to really change oh, my, my, you know, my, and my Absolutely. own experiences, uh, and St. Dominic's was in that, in the, in the, was in the it? churches was, yeah, it was oh, in that, it was God. in that, yeah, it was in that church. Wild. It was in that oh, wow. uh, whole set of trailers. It was in that church, one of those churches. So your, what, your concept of maybe God or higher power coming into recovery was prop was that? Oh, what? I saw that word right away and I, yeah. it kept me out for a long time because I relapsed. I was a chronic relapser. I was out there relapsing for 15 years. Before actually nailing it down and saying. Well, I was, that's one of the things that's very, I was going to meetings the whole time. Okay. And it's, it's a very painful thing when you're going yeah. to meetings because you know there's something going on in these rooms and these people's lives were getting better and better and they were having careers and jobs and they were doing things mm -hmm. and you see them sitting in the same chairs week after week and you're, yeah. and you're, and you're dying, you know, you're, you're, dying, on you're, the, yeah. you're dying on the inside. Yeah. Well, physically too, after yeah. a while, because, yeah. you know, I'm drinking myself to death and stuff like, like, like that. Let's, let's, why don't we rewind this thing all the way to the beginning here? Yeah. Where did, where did you grow up? Where, where I grew up in Eagle Rock. I mean, I'd like oh, a little. Eagle Rock, right next, pretty close to here. Yeah, really close to here. Right so you're growing, growing up in a. Really, mm -hmm. one of the in the best parts in Los Angeles, Northeast LA. So you're sure, really growing right. up in the golden, probably one of the golden areas of of Los Angeles. And my parents both were really hardworking. My, you know, kind of like almost immigrants. My mom, my dad was first generation Spanish, right. um, kind of like a Spanish. Uh, his mom was Scottish. Kind of interesting. Huh. Um, and my mom was American Indian Mexican. So oh, okay. growing up in that area, you know, they, 1951, they moved into the house um, in this little area right there by Hill Drive, right in by the Target, right there at Eagle yeah, Rock, probably uh, Colorado. Worth or millions now. It is the house that it's they crazy, bought for $10,000 I, I own. <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah. And it's just like, That's it's so a second cool. house. It's just That's amazing. So cool. yeah, yeah. You know, you, I lived there. Nobody probably. knew that, though. Nobody and, knew that. Yeah. I mean, my grandma bought a house in Montrose, uh, La Crescenta Montrose. Oh, same thing. For like 30000 30, And her mother at the time was like, you're making a big mistake. It's worth like over a million now. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody knew. But we, my sister and I grew up in this household, and we had the golden life. We, we had silver spoons in our mouth, you know, right. and everybody told us growing up and i didn't know what that meant you have silver spoons in your mouth the, all right. the all the cousins and everything because hmm. they were such hard workers right um my dad was like a carpenter and my mom was like she kind of um she worked for the telephone company pack bell so she oh, okay. really kind okay. of she kind of wore the pants financially she was actually a union rep um and she uh really really um you know, my dad was a really good cook, which was kind of interesting. But my mom, financially, really, really um, kind of role reversal. Kind of, yeah, she kind of let. But time. my but my dad, yeah, kind of at that time, she growing up in the sixties, work those machines where they unplug and stick it and like. No, it was, was a little rep. It more, was a little bit more advanced. More then, advanced by that point. But but by then, but um, you know, because the baby bells then. But it was really, right. it was oh, really okay. quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how she kind of you know. We did not want for anything. Any um, any alcoholism with your parents? You know, none. My dad, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I take that back. My dad may have been a functioning, mm -hmm. but we'll never know. Mm. Because he had a couple of DUIs and that kind You're of right. left an imprint on me. Right. And I, and I witnessed that. Right. But we'll never know. But I know on my, on my yeah. dad's side, there was some. The other thing on my mom's side, though, there was a mental illness. Oh, so okay. there was the depression, mm -hmm. there was some suicide, and it was very, and it was very, you know, uncles, and it was, so it kind wasn't far removed. So it was kind of close. Oh, wow. Mm. And we know today there's genetics involved in, in both of these things. You know, right. There is predisposition on both of these things. Mm. So, you know, by looking from the outside, this should have never been, you know, you know, like, you know, hey, you... What's wrong with you? Why are you going in this direction? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting with my sister, because we're only a year and 10 months apart, 
I used to party with her. And, you know, like when we were 19, 18, she graduated. We both went to Rock High School. She was older or younger? Younger. Okay. And we used to party together. Uh-huh. And one day at 19 years old, she went to, you graduated from Rock High School and she went to UC Santa Cruz and she was able to just put it down. Right. And stop. And stop. And I was so, I was so <laughs> mad at her for just putting it down and like walking away. You left me hanging, right? You left me hanging. I go, what are you doing? The party's still going. And she goes to UC Santa Cruz. I'm, well, I'm going to school. What are you doing? And I just kept going. Yeah, you wanted a party. You weren't ready for school yet. Uh, I I was, but I failed miserably. I went, okay. I actually start, went to Glendale College, but I flunked out. That, the sounds, first like, time. that sounds like me. I yeah. tried to go. I tried meth a couple times to focus. Yeah, didn't work out very yeah, well. I didn't work. Out <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So and that's when I started accumulating my DUIs. But in those days, in 1979, you know, at that age, they let you go. Oh my goodness! They had valet park. You did valet park your car for you in CHP. Was they were so nice to you in those days? It was fantastic. Yeah, we'll cover the gas. Well, <laughs> they did. You know, it was right there on Harvey Drive before there was an and out. Oh they, yeah. Uh, okay. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, before they, Rusty Pelican even. Exactly. They would yeah, valet oh park gosh. your car. You know, and that's so funny. It was slap on the wrist. That's it. it. Three hundred dollar fine. I'll, I'll remember yeah. distinctly. And you remember how many? When you know how many you got? How many did you get when you were young? Oh my goodness! It was it was two and. It was interesting because one number one never found number two, mm. and it was and that's when I started A because they it was six meetings and I thought that was oh my god that was the worst because like, I had heard about AA a six meeting sentence of, <laughs> six meeting sentence and <laughs> and uh, and I and I remember it was Judge and I'll never forget her name Judge Sharon Burke oh. never forget it because it was imprinted on my mind sure. and okay. I and I and I owe her so much but I wasn't ready and that was the thing. And I remember trying to bargain mm. with her. I actually yeah. had the audacity. I was so pompous that. <laughs> and I told, and I asked her, I've kind of told her, I, Your Honor, I'd be glad <laughs> yeah. to go ahead and pay you double the fine. <laughs> Jesus. If I don't have to go to those AA meetings, those oh, wow. A&A meetings. And she quickly, she removed her glasses. And I'll never forget that day. You're, Mr. Salazar, are you? Yes, she goes. You, Mr. Salazar, you better get out of my courtroom, or you'll have to do triple the amount of meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and because actually in those days I almost I like almost blow like a I blew like a two point or something. Oh my gosh! And wow. nowadays that would be a special enhancement. Yeah, that would be. And she which, said, which means what special enhancement? Yeah, it, it's like a you can get a, a heftier fine, a, a, a longer oh. sentence. You know, oh, any these of days stuff. it's a point one six. If you blow over yeah, point one, that's oh, twice oh, twice the that. legal limit. Oh, yeah. If okay. you're more than twice the legal oh, limit, I know point oh eight is the legal limit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, um, and so, and and I really skedaddled out of there. I said, no, so no, Your Honor, I'll play gladly do the six A babies. <laughs> right. I had no idea you could probably go to the bar right down the street called Dave's. And the bartender, you could, yeah, it's still there. You could actually pass your court card around in those days, and the guys at the bar would sign your court card for you. I had yeah. no idea you could do that. And Shh, you know, don't tell I, anybody. I know she, she <laughs> oh, may be listening. I hear God. she's still alive. My goodness. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so my that's how my recovery mm. seeds were planted. Got it. And so you must have been what, what, 20, 21? At that time, I was 18. 18, okay. Because I just hit 60. Not even legally May. allowed to drink yet nope. and already doing damage. Sounds, already doing damage. Sounds pretty similar. How about you, Dean? No, I think at that time, I think yeah. at that time, well, legal limited 18. Was, I it think, still, was, it, it was, was it ever 18? It was? In California? Um, I don't know if in California it was 18. It may have been probably yeah. earlier in the 60s. Oh, yeah, probably it something It may like have that. been, you know. I think it was 18 in some areas. It was. There definitely was some. Mm-hmm. Probably like county by county back then right, or something. Right, The DUIs, they don't mess around with that California. 10 years on your driving record now? Now, now it's, it's yeah. crazy. Back then, though, it was like it was kind of like a, almost like a speeding ticket or yeah. something. You know? Yeah. Oh, then, right? Yeah. It was like, an inf- like a small infraction. And then like MAD that. came around and they screwed everything up. They screwed <laughs> all up for us. It was terrible. It was terrible. So, so that's when my journey began. And right. but I, mm. but you know, I was going to A, and I wasn't ready. Right, right. Yeah. So you kind of were in and out, trying to hear a message. It's like this sounds like it's. And how old were you when you when you got sober? Like 30, 34. 30, 30, 34. 34. Yeah. That's 30, the perfect 35. age. That's the really kind of the age that yeah. men kind of because you know right. men, men don't like to take directions or anything nope. like that. We just kind of you know, we don't. Yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know the kind of the individualist, you know, the rugged, yeah. the rugged man, you know, John Wayne type, right. Clint Eastwood, yeah. you know, Buck the independent, system. Don't, yeah. You know, 
you know, I can handle myself kind of thing. It's yeah. funny. I did a yeah. research paper when I started the, my grad program and, uh, and I, I interviewed like 70 people, around 70 people that were, had some time in sobriety and, uh, they had more than a year. And most of the people that I interviewed that I got a hold of, uh, that were men, like, I think like something like 80% of them got sober between like 30, 34 and 40 or 34 and 38 or something like that. And I was just like, huh, it's kind of weird, but I'm like, it makes sense. It's like, you got to butt your head against the wall, you know, against the, the wall for a long time. Us men. Women will actually get sober a full decade earlier because they, yeah. <laughs> they will ask for, they can they know how to reach out for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And women, when their family is jeopardized, especially their children, mm-hmm. you know, they will, they will go ahead and, the gig is up, the jig is up. Men will yeah. actually, it's their job if their job is that is why more, more men die from alcoholism per yeah. year? Yeah. Probably because of the age uh, getting sober yeah. average, I guess you yeah. could say. And also women's bodies take a, because of the, you know, the, the lower enzymes, they had lack certain enzymes in their body, acetaldehyde and different enzymes. Mm. And they, their body just takes more of a hit. Their liver just can't take it either. Right. So that's right. part of it too. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's interesting, it's, right? Yeah. That's a biological standpoint. It is, yeah. And it seems mm-hmm. like the, a lot of the women that I've dealt with in treatment, they, they usually have like the big, the big things that kind of like, it's like a trauma or something. It's either like divorce that also. or death that also. or, you know, mm-hmm. or like empty nest syndrome type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, those are the ones that I've seen in treatment. They have come in. It's usually like associated with that. They always have some, some kind of, I mean, not, not 100%, but a lot of them did. That's true, too. That's yeah. true. It's usually a specific issue. Yeah, and that's usually later on in life. I think if they get sober earlier, they, they kind of figure it out, to, like you said, like a decade before men. Yeah. But um, so, so, you know, so and it's fascinating because I really tried to avoid coming a day. I tried everything else. You know, it, mm-hmm. it says in the big book, we tried, <laughs> you know, health farm. We tried healthy stuff. Nat- we tried natural wines. Natural wines. Natural I tried wines. everything else. Psychiatry, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah. therapy. Yep. You know, yeah. I would go to the therapist Just drunk. And, you know, well, isn't that great you know talking that? to the therapist and, you know, trying to figure out what your problem is when you're just like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Gosh. I, and, you know, going to school, I even mm-hmm. was enrolled at UCLA. I was... Uh, uh, you know, I went in, uh, and I mean, it was, it was, I was, uh, it it was, it was fascinating, you know, being at UCLA and, um, and just thinking I could figure this out, you know, yeah. I could, I'm so smart, I could figure out this disease. So uh, I, I was so smart, they adopted a name for me at Windsor Club, because that's where I got sober, Windsor Club oh. and Pathfinders in, in Glendale, awesome. the, nice. the, local, the local Lano clubs. So one of the guys there, this guy, Indian Frank, and I owe these long timers my life. So this one guy, you know, he was an, he was an American Indian, scraggly, leather-faced old guy. He <laughs> used to go to the racetrack. And he called, so he had a name for me. He called me College Boy. Okay. College Boy. <laughs> nice. College Boy. Nice. Because I would bring my books. I had the I was so pompous and I was so arrogant. So uh-huh. I'd actually do my schoolwork. I said, I'm smarter than you guys. You know, I'm going to do my school homework here in case the speaker is not good or I get bored or oh something. You know, those yeah. hour and a half meetings are just too long for me. I can't stand it, you know. <laughs> what an ass. You know, I know. It's just <laughs> terrible. I was such an asshole. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and, and he, he used to tell me, hey, college boy, you're going to die out there. Oh, wow. And I saw a few Frank, you know, yeah, and he whatever, just laughed, whatever, whatever old man, he just yeah. laugh at yeah. me. He had this yeah. laugh and I could still hear it in the back. And I'm, I get, may get choked up a little bit because, and, and that's, and it just, you know, that was the thing because, and I keep coming back and just keep getting worse and worse and worse. And this was getting closer to, um, and what happened was I had, I was so fortunate, you know, I, what is one of the things too? Um, uh, you know, it's always been that I've always had, the universe has always dropped people into my life that have always been there for me just at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, um, at, um, uh, st- uh, student health center, um, you know, one day I started seeing him just for whatever reason. And I couldn't bullshit this guy. Right. So it was another therapist, you know, and I said, you know, I'm not doing too good. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, I can see that. And I go, you know, um, I, just, I, I said, you know, I've been going to A for a while and stuff like that. And he says, you know what I'm going to do? 
He says, I'm going to give you a year of, you know, on a student academic leave. And he saved my my education. You know, he saved right. my career at UCLA and everything. And that's what I did. I said, I think I need to I need to take that advice and leave for a while. Otherwise, I'm just going to blow everything out of the water. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I went and I finally stuck around. And, you know, that's what I remember. And Indian Frank, I remember those golden words. You know, he said, just, you know, hey, college boy, I've been saving, you know, here, I've been saving a seat for you and just bawling, yeah. you know, coming in that day. And that and those golden words. And he says, you know, he could says, you could be too smart for this program, but you can never be too dumb. <laughs> and um, I really take those, you know, those, yeah. th- those you know, even today, um, I'm still going for my doctorate. Oh, uh, this, 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 yeah, I'm going awesome. for my side. I'm going for my society right now. And I'm doing one class at a time, right? Because my plate is so full. But still to this day, you know, I can remain teachable. Yeah. So I so I love that, you know, just a being a learner in life, just always. But you know that, you know, um, being uh, being out there. That's why so much work and working in treatment. I can really understand that with people. Uh, being out there and just being so self-destructive, you know, and yeah. being out there. Because that's what we see so much nowadays, people being so self-destructive. And even in recovery. Yeah. You know, being sober this long, being sober 24 years, people could even do that in recovery. You yeah. know, they get so complacent. Uh, I have even to some degree, you know, here and there. But I've always stayed fairly close and going to meetings weekly, two or three meetings weekly. Yeah. And you can even do that in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking our our guest our guest last week, and she was eight and a half years sober, like feeling suicidal, cheating on her taxes, you yeah. know, cheating on her husband, blew sure. up a marriage, like, and she was sober. She didn't use, but but yeah, she's you, like, I'm. That was the only thing I wasn't doing was I wasn't using, but she everything was working else. the first step, and that's about it. Yeah, and I did something similar. So you yeah, know, and everything yeah. kind of comes to a head, and you're. You're kind of propelled back into action, right. and into like the basics. Yeah, stuff. either either you're gonna get into action or you're gonna get into like you're gonna your die disease. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah so yeah, you like, kind of you you kind of have seen a lot in the, in the time. How, well, when's your sobriety date again? April fourteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Oh wow! No, okay. All right. No. All right. So so the you know, and even in recovery, especially early recovery. I did, especially the first year or two, I did everything wrong except not drink. <laughs> I was going to sure. say, I was kind of the same way, man. Everything I wrong. I should have relapsed 20 times, but something was out there that saved my ass. I had a great sponsor. I had Billy Christian. He was even probably terrible that I mentioned his name. And I mean, <laughs> that man, literally because he worked me through the steps. And I'm not... And it's funny because I'm not a um, uh, step Nazi or anything. I'm not a finger pointer, and I because I sponsor lots of men. Yeah, um, I have, and I believe in strong sponsorship. But I'm not a finger pointer. I'm very. I work my wear my recovery like a loose garment. And um, the men, really the men that I work with, will tell you that I'm not like you must do this. You must do this. The the they benefit from it. So I say, here you may want to try this. You may want to try that. You may want to try this. You may want to work these steps. Because my thing is like, there's only one step you have to work perfectly, and that's the first one. Right. That's yeah. it. You have to remember, and I think that, and even the clients that I work with, you may want to try AA. You may want to try because it's your journey. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. not mine. Yeah. Sure. And there are. You know, we always talk about there are other avenues of getting sober. There's you know. smart. There's yeah. you know. There's religious organized religion. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. you know. If you want to become a Buddhist, there's you know. Yeah. Like what was it? The, the uh, what's the one that that? Oh gosh, refuge recovery. There's refuge yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I found and one of the things I I'm a huge believer there has to be this spiritual component. My wife and I found this ashram up there in oh, the end of cool. Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And it's just changed our outlook. Uh, they, you know, we believe there's all these pathways to, to, you know, that's why we're this little om. And ashrams are like, if I have, a, if I know the right term, it's like what you'd find in India, right? They have ashrams yes. all yeah. over the place, and it's like yeah. a spiritual center. And it's fascinating because this one is uh, the only Hindu ashram it's led by a woman i know oh, I, okay. I i actually followed her when the I only went. one that's actually led by a woman she's a she is the only one that the only sect that has one Shudama. she's she's she, and when i was in prison they, she sent her videos there so we would chant we would do the call and chant with her on the screen and and there was a group of us and and that's is in hindu 
Uh, well, I mean, no. she speaks she speaks English, but yeah. like she would use she would use I, I I don't know if it was Hindi or you know like or uh, what's what's the what's the language that they use there? They it's probably Hindi, but there's a in, but it's Indian. Yeah, it's probably it's Indian. Yeah, the chant is an actual. The, the, it's it's a, like Hindi words or right. something. But, exactly. But yeah, like okay. I, I really I actually really enjoyed that, and I I think that like um, that was that was a big component in my recovery like because it got me into the whole meditation thing with yeah. that. but that's so cool that you and and she's actually the one if you ever read eat pray love or eat love pray eat, eat pray, pray love, love i think is the name eat pray I love that it, no. that's the that's the the, the guru that, that she was talking about in that exactly yeah exactly, oh, okay. yeah. exactly. so it's right up at the that's end of pennsylvania cool. and it's it's the temple is actually almost 100 years old and has a huge history yeah and you know you go up there and you, there's bears, there's deers running around up there, That's raccoons. Awesome. It's just amazing. So we found our spiritual place, and this was about six, seven years ago. So we really, and we really searched. My wife and I, we really started to look. So it's really added this piece to our. So do you guys, do you guys go there often? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a once a year type of deal for you, or what? No, Thursdays they have meditation, and then Sundays they have the service. No, I know, but you don't. You you don't actually go to Pennsylvania. Oh no 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 no. Oh okay. No, she's in Boston. Shudema's in Boston, but the service is right there, in right there on the place up at the end of Pennsylvania. No, I'm I'm Pennsylvania in La Crescenta. Yeah, he's oh, on the street. Oh, not okay. Like actually in okay. Pennsylvania. I thought I thought Pennsylvania. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I go every Thursday. <laughs> okay. No, no up, at, up at the end of Pennsylvania, I take a La Crescenta. To, uh, oh, okay. Pennsylvania. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll have, no, I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the street's over there. Yeah. That's it's awesome. gorgeous. Go check it out. Yeah, and a lot of people in Impact actually brings a van up there every now and then. Really oh, that's cool, awesome, man. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, so, got, I, I remember like because India is like where everything kind of start, like like meditation and yoga and like all that stuff started there. Well, I mean, it's like you know, the spiritual Buddha, Buddha, center of the world, man. Buddha is actually Indian. Yeah, a lot of people think. Right. Uh, it, no, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I learned some of this stuff more recently because oh, I have okay. a pretty cool girlfriend that teaches me things all the time. So oh, that's your I'm second a, mention. Well, you didn't say their name, so okay. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let it go. I'll let, let it go. It go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. So, continue on. Let's continue. Yeah, we're just uh, all over the place here. So, joke. Yeah. are you? Um, do you have like that moment? What was that moment that that made that, that made a difference this time? I mean, you're doing you're in and out for 15 years. I mean, shit. What 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 changed? I don't think anything changed. I think I was just done. You know, that was it. It wasn't no white light yeah. type of thing. I think people like me that you're just done. You know, you're kind of just say I there I have I ran out of answers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people like me, there is no. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, there was, it really wasn't any, you know, parting of the clouds or anything like that. We're just done. It's, right. Everything stops working. Right. And, you know, I had, you know, these moments of clarity. So they were kind of, you know, kept on coming. But that's the thing. You just, you, people like myself um, that are out there and we see them all the time, mm -hmm. you know, they end up in on the skid row. They're in the tents, and, yeah. they, and they they don't put down the shovel. They just keep digging their right. graves deeper and deeper. And I mean, that was me. I mean, I wasn't. You know, I would tell my sponsor, "Hey, I'm not. I'm not. At least I'm not homeless." Well, he says, "But you're couch surfing and you're living and you're staying in these hotels now and then." So I mean, so it's like getting really closer. So you know, and <laughs> yeah. you know, so not yeah. homeless yet. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he says that's one of your yets. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the thing. You know, is don't. I mean, people that are in active addiction, they're really good at deluding themselves. Sure. It's such a, it's such a disease of delusion. Oh, it's totally delusion. You know, like I, I was 100%. I see these, I see people in there, my girlfriend sponsors people and, you know, and she's, she has these girls that are these women that talk to her and they're, and they're like, and they kind of have the yets. Yeah, well, I, I'm not like those girls. I'm not like those women right there. And, you know, oh, they they did this and they did that. And you're, and my girlfriend will, will always be like, you know that you're sleeping on couches, right? You know that you slept in your car like last week because no one would take you in. You know, like it's right. it's all this stuff, and and you're, right. and they and they don't see it at all. You know, no, but you know, it's it's very cool that. It's we we're all so different, but we all have these sim right. similar experiences. Yeah. It's so cool yeah. to, to connect. A lot like of similarity. That. I mean, that's one of the things they always say, right? Listen for the similarities, not the differences. Exactly. Because if you yeah. listen to just differences, you're not going to stick around because you'd be like, I don't really fit in with all these people. Well, that's the, that's the thing. If people would just because that's the thing. That's the cohesion that keeps people yeah. together. Is the and that's that yeah. bonding 
if we just because it, it doesn't matter where I go. We were in, like I said, we were in Puerto Vallarta last, last week. Nice. And, you know, there was an Alano club mm-hmm. in there. It was a little grimy area, but there was like, <laughs> my goodness, it was like an English-speaking little Alano club. That's cool. Yeah. And it was an NA meeting. And my goodness, if I need to go there, I don't care where it is because I need to hear your story because my hair's on fire, you know. Yeah. I need to hear some recovery. Definitely. So I really don't care where I am because you have that common thread. Yeah. So I'm going to sure. listen for the similarities and that's our medicine. It's funny. It's like, mm-hmm. it's funny people, you know, it's a chronic illness, science. There's no nothing debatable anymore. Science is proven. This is like heart disease, you know, and, yeah. and diabetes. The medicine mm-hmm. just looks a little bit different. That's right. exactly. There's just a moral kind of, there's a moral uh, <clears throat> dilemma that's connected to it for for a lot of people, that, well, which really screws it up, you yeah. know? I feel like well, a, lot, a lot of the programs are basically designed for the same thing is to, to get you to to a power, whatever that may be, right. an entity that'll solve your problem. Because right. it's obviously not you. No, but I mean, I just feel like uh, if we could get rid of the shame in the society connected to it, like, to I think to the disease, you know, people shame. That's never going to happen. That's, well, you know what? That's the sad thing is that Addicts need to come and get rid of that themselves. What about HIV? They were able to do that and get rid of that exactly. shame-based thing. Exactly. So addicts need to rise up more and more. You got to rise see, up. You got to <laughs> see the anon- singing a song. The, that that documentary, Anonymous People. Oh, that's, that's that whole about one. about advocacy. Okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there was there was so many videos that uh, that you guys uh, and uh, Pleasure Unwoven was another one exactly. that was great on there, man. Yeah. That really kind of breaks it down and. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I always wanted to do one, a little video like that, just a little bit more updated, you know, right. but, but the information in, in those videos are so, so yeah. great. Well, let's say, what can someone do as an individual in recovery? What could someone do to lessen that stigma and maybe diminish it a little bit? I, I think talking about talk when, when I hear people in, you know, like my brother, he had a friend of his and we, we were in a conversation and he was talking about homeless people. So right. it's a little different, but it's it's along the same lines. And, yeah. and and the way he talked about homeless people, it like blew me away. And like I, I, you know, I had to like I had to like give him a lesson, but I had to like hold myself back because if if I just wanted to yell at him and I wanted to. Like sure. be, I wanted to beat him up as much as he was beating up all the homeless people that are around him, you know. But, but he, I mean, sure. I guess it's like it's our it's our job to like disseminate real facts, right? You right. know, kind of dis- dispel some of those myths that are out there about you know. Yeah, I usually think it's just, it's just a lack of information, right? Because you want yeah, because they want to criminalize homeless people right away. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. and the same thing with the stigma about addiction. You know the the the. The right away when HIV came out, the the um, LGBTQ community they were able to rally and advocate, right. so they were able to get rid of that stigma or to really neutralize it, and that's the problem still to this day with addiction and stuff. Do you still have? I mean, it's kind of horse and buggy thinking to still think of it as a shame based disease, but still it's out there, and that's yeah. the thing. If more, I mean, you know. That's the thing. If you read anonymous people, you still need more people to to go ahead and be talking about it, and you know, because that's the thing. You need still need more people to advocate. You still need more politicians to be talking about it. You still need more that's revenue. A big, that's a big one because people, you know, listen to politics, right? Yeah, and they're going to listen to what the rhetoric, the rhetoric, and then like right. so. Only thing I think it's what's happening that I've noticed. I watch, listen to a lot of podcasts, like what we're doing here, and a lot of like celebrities and stuff are in recovery. And when they mention that they're like maybe sober and stuff like that, it maybe removes some of the stigma and stuff like that. If they put it in the right light. Right. Yeah. I, That's I just, one way, I suppose. I, I just feel like, I, I feel like, you know, there's going to be, there's always going to be a segment of the population that's going to be like, oh yeah, you know, they, they've got. Loser drug addicts. Right? Yeah. They're that's loser it. drug addicts. And even, Low lives, you yeah. know, even if they, even if you straighten out, you know, you still kind of have this stigma over you, but. You know, ultimately, it's it's like I think our jobs, especially with people. In, I mean, we're we're you know living proof that that you know lives can change. We're we're yeah. not we're not um, doomed to just just you know be. Uh, All of us in the room have now I can say have ten years plus recovery and that's sobriety. Right. That's right. right. It's pretty right. sweet, man. Yeah, that is so. Really cool. So I mean, I'm willing to talk about my recovery. I don't shout it from the rooftops, but if someone right. goes ahead and asks, I'll tell them right away. Right. Yeah. yeah it was kind of difficult for me because I didn't know. 
when when I asked you to be on the show, I was like, I was like, he's you've got so much experience in like in the field. So I'm like, uh, do we go into that? Do we go into your recovery? Do we do a little of both? So yeah. kind of do a little. I'm kind of yeah. like I'm kind of like I'm I'm enjoying that we're we're talking about this too. I mean, this is kind of good because it's funny because even my colleagues, you know, I'm around because I work with the nurses, so I work with health sciences. Uh-huh. So I work with the nursing department. So I have all these straight laced nursing professors around mm. me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so like over the last, it's funny, you know, coming in and I look so straight laced cause I'm always, I'm yeah, always wearing always a, suit. a suit. Yeah. I always have a suit. I'm coming in, you know, I have a, I have a corner office. I have like one of the best offices there. Yeah. And every time when I have a birthday, so I am on Facebook, you know, like, you know, a 15 years, 16 years, and they look at my Facebook post and you're like, you're 16 years old? And I go, yeah, you know, and there's congratulations. <laughs> and then the other nurses are going and they're going like this. And, you know, and I have to explain to them sometimes, and it's very interesting over the years. Yeah. And they can't imagine me like that. There's a few of them that can, and I actually have a couple of nurses that are in recovery at that are also there, so they know. But they're kind of a little bit more, I'm kind of more out in the open. So they know... Because they, because they're nurses, so they yeah. more know. But it's funny they can't imagine me like that. They look at me and they go, "Nah," and I go, "Yes," and like, I go so like the, that. The pre-you before sobriety, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they can't imagine, you know. Said, so, "Yeah, I'm in recovery." I'm That's just a testament now. more to your recovery because exactly. that means you're not recognizable to. The I'm a recovering alcoholic, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I exactly. said, you know, and I said because we've actually been to some functions before with them. Yeah. And there's been alcohol there and you know and you know and would you like a drink? I said no, I don't I don't drink. Or I say something like yeah. I say do you want a drink? I said no, that you don't have enough for me. <laughs> yeah, and, you exactly. know, and I said, you know, and they go what? And I go, you know, and the other times I say no, I break out, you know, and break out you break handcuffs. out, I break out in handcuffs. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and they look at me really funny and I start laughing at them and stuff like that. Yeah. I just mess with them. But no. the classic AA hey, joke. You know, yeah. just just a side note like does this the nursing program do they do they include any addiction program? They do. They classes? do. They actually they send the nurses to some AA meetings. Okay. They'll even have me come over and give a couple of half a lecture for an hour or something on oh, that's and cool. talk a little bit to them. That's they, cool. they probably need a couple of full classes, but okay, that's a good start, I guess. That, that's it, actually a great thing, man. Yeah. I yeah. Nurses to have knowledge of addiction because with all the fentanyl crap that's happening, oh, I mean, this is gosh. insane, dude. This is, that's, that's another epidemic in itself. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. That's, it's at the so clinic, crazy, man. At the clinic, we, you know, just in the last, I think, three or four months, we've had like four overdoses. You know? <sighs> and these are young people. I know. And I we know. even had a very dear friend... Um, Overdose, and you know, in the last uh, oh, in the last month, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he was uh, he was a really dear friend. So it was like, oh my god, you know, and and this person was not in recovery, but he was just using drugs recreationally. Yeah, he wasn't in recovery, it. but he was using drugs recreationally, and god, he thought man. and he thought he could you know get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there was oh. a, there was those comedians here yeah, a couple they, months ago. They didn't even know it was laced. Oh, no, they thought it was cocaine. I yeah. think. Yeah, well, it was laced with some. It was something like that. Where it was laced with fentanyl. It was laced with fentanyl. They had no idea. Yeah. And then that combination of the two killed them. Yeah, yeah, there was there was three of them that died and one that made it. What is this fentanyl shit? Does it have to exist? Yeah, I mean it's you so know, cheap like, it's like to Oxycontin make. Oxycontin got shut down. Purdue Pharmaceuticals and all that whole deal with. Uh, which I want to check out the anyway. Dope sick, yeah. <laughs> dope sick, amazing. I want to check it out. Watch yeah. Dope Sick. It's amazing. It's amazing. Is it you? Okay, I'm the only one that hasn't watched it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna watch it. The only one in the room because I was a big, it. big pill user. But like, I mean, what yeah, do you have to well, do? Do you have to get? Well, fentanyl is being made now by the cartels, so like and we it's don't totally even, synthetic. Completely synthetic. Mm-hmm. It's being it was, made by the was, cartels. Okay, and it was used before, just as like for like probably people in dire pain, like cancer patients. They have fentanyl lollipops for 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 really bad pain, or patches, it's, or patches. Yeah. You have, in fact, we have some patches at home. You know, and that's what it has in it. Yeah. But but this is very God. you know in very the 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 uses are very few and far between. They're very very focused. The the therapeutics um, the, the, here again, they're very limited in their scope. Right. So. But now these people that are using it, then the cartels, I mean, they're just, it's, it's, it doesn't have any uses for the. They're making the, synthetic fentanyl? No, well, it's fentanyl, all, fentanyl is synthetic. It is, it is synthetic. It, okay. Oh, that, that's what you meant. So like, yeah. so fentanyl, what does it come from? 
well, I mean, they it's make created it in the lab. They're yeah, basically, created, yeah. Created in the lab. Basically, where, okay. Whereas like heroin, they it's have like to import oatmeal, it. Right. Yeah, they have to, they have to right. import it or they have to grow it somewhere. This way, they're just putting it all together in a lab and then bring It's so much cheaper for them to do it. It's like, uh, you know, I guess it'd be like crystal meth. Right. Similar, right? Yeah. Well, they have the P, the, there's a really good article in the Atlantic. So now you have P2P, this new methamphetamine. Oh, yeah. That's just synthetic. It's been out now for the last year or two. There's no ephedra in it. And it's doing so much brain damage right. to people. It's awful. So that's what, and it's increasing the homeless issues because these people cannot be in treatment centers because they can't even put a sentence together. Yeah, yeah. it's doing so much brain damage to these people. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's like as a clinician in a treatment center, I can't. We can't even keep up with the synthetic drugs that are coming out anymore. Yeah. It's hard for us to keep up with this. Yeah. Damn. It's it's really it's really. I mean, uh, they're very connected. Yeah. The 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 use of drugs and and the homeless uh, issue that that's going is. on. You know, I mean, it's not all it's not all drugs like people think. Some people think it's all mental illness and drugs. No, and, I it's mean, then that's a bit, uh, that, but that is a huge portion of it. it There's know? like legit families that are actually can't afford to like. Literally, I mean, like, in L.A., I mean, living uh, in their van. Well, exactly. In LA, in LA is I, I read some articles like in LA Times about a family. Like the mom had to work like she's worked two or three jobs and they're still living in their car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it's it's so expensive. Too. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and so that's, you know, and so my recovery has pretty much been, you know, working at Glendale and mm-hmm. then, you know, being the CEO of Katie, you know, doing that. We have a 15 year old son. Uh, Arsha and I have been married 15 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's been that's been awesome. We I love having this partner. She is works a great program. She just celebrated 18 years. Oh, congrats that's awesome. to our yeah. show. Congrats our show. Yeah. Our show. Yeah. yeah, we that's actually awesome. we actually Your son's uh, 15 now. Yeah, we actually celebrated oh, 18 years in Puerto Vallarta. I actually smuggled a cupcake into Mexico <laughs> to give her. Yeah, they asked you, can, you know, can you imagine smuggling a He's red, all sweating. Yeah, a red velvet <laughs> cupcake into Mexico? That was great, you know. So that's, that's, uh, that's some of these some of these behaviors really die hard. You know, they ask you, do you have any food? Are you bringing anything into Mexico? Well, nope. Uh, cupcake, yeah, red velvet cupcake. You know, and uh, oh, so that was great. Oh, and, that's awesome, um, man. And then so we gave her a cake in that Puerto Vi- that Alano Club in Puerto Vallarta. So we celebrated that. And, um, yeah, my son is, uh, he's, uh, almost an Eagle Scout and Boy Scout. So oh he's God, doing really straight A student. Nice. So hopefully he doesn't turn out like, uh, like us, you know, we're just, <laughs> yeah. we're just, you know, he's, he's, he's doing really well. So that's one of the things too. You know, the best thing right. about, the best thing about having, even if he's got the genetic component you know, that's floating around in his body, he's got two parents that are great walking examples of what recovery yeah. is yeah we know? used to drag him to meetings in the basket it was funny we just did that so now he's like no nah, do you want to go to me no <laughs> yeah you know, so he knows all, we, he's heard part of our story so he really knows oh i'm sure yeah you know, so mm. it's like even marijuana he knows like but he has no of, memory of you guys when you guys were getting loaded we, he, well, he's, he's never seen us loaded. he's that's never great. seen us loaded. that's what i mean no he's memory at all and that's yeah. like yeah. that's a, that's a treasure he only knows our recovery so he's that's awesome. You know, he knows the serenity prayer by my memory <laughs> and all yeah, the other yeah. stuff, my memory. So, yeah. so he knows, you know, yeah. and he's, he's seen the damage, you know, from, you know, he's heard our stories here and there. Not the grimy parts, but he's heard yeah. enough. To know. So no, yeah. no, and especially because so many kids his age, you know, they're already using, you know, at yeah. high school. He tells me. Oh yeah, Dad. These Jeez. kids are vaping, and they smell their pot. He knows. He knows what it smells like. So you know, it's better. That's one of the things too. Nowadays, it's like that's the best. Absolutely, the the best anti drug is parents. I mean, and straight information. You can't. Kids are smart. You yeah. can't. You got to tell them straight on. You know, not just say no. No, you got to tell them this is what it's going to do to you. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. This is what it looks like. You got to go on have those straight on discussions with. You can't yeah. sugarcoat it it's, anymore. It's so important. It's so important to be to be real with them. Yeah, you know, kids are smart. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And and having two parents on the on the same page so important. Yeah. So it's great that you guys are both in recovery and you both have a, a united front. You know what I it mean? It is a Very united good. front is really important. So. Yeah. So like in so basically, you get sober, you end up uh, you know teaching, you end up being coming a therapist, you end up. I end up running a clinical director of, of a program. Yeah. Private and, practice, a small private practice. I love it. You know, that's right. doing that. It's just, 
It's just I'm so busy. I maybe have seven, six or seven people at any given time, and yeah, doing that right across the street from the college. You know, I love oh, okay. that. So that's awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. It's you know, and you know, you know that's that's my life. I love doing what I do. That's one of the things. You know, if you would have told me when I got sober 23, 24 years mm-hmm. ago, I would have said, what are you, what are you smoking? You know, <laughs> give me some too. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, you'd be working around recovery around the clock and stuff. Oh my goodness, there'd be no way. Yeah. Like I, I, get, would, I get enough of you guys at the meetings, all right? Right. I was going to be, I actually was going to, yeah. thinking I was going to be an attorney. Oh really? oh, really? I actually okay. thought I was going to be an attorney. I okay. was going to take the, I took the LSAT. I did really well. What, what, oh, law, really? what, what law would you work in though? I was going to work criminal law. No shit. I was going to work criminal oh, law. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't either. Maybe you're helping yeah. more people now than I probably would. I probably would lawyer. end up still drinking. That's the thing, yeah. too. Because a lot of lawyers are drinking. I was going to say, that's like, uh, that's, uh, it yeah, seems it's like almost it required. In, it goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of professions. I mean, even the nursing thing, sure. you know, there's Entertainment. Some, you know. My wife runs a diversion group for nurses. That That is such a tough program. I love... So let's talk a little bit about the diversion programs, how successful they are. Oh, we're right at we're right we're at the hour. But we'll, we'll get just giving you guys a time ahead. Okay, that's all. So, so yeah, we're you good. want you want to talk a little bit about it and a, bit, a little bit about the she success rate. She is so good at that. She is. Maybe I can have, we can have her on the show. You, would you, you think want? She, oh, she'd love to. Would she? Sure. Yeah, she'd oh, yeah, love yeah, it. Okay, all right. I'm hitting her up for sure. Okay, then. okay. <laughs> you go ahead and give her a call. She'd love to. She'd love, to, love to have her on. That'd be awesome. Oh, I'd love to have her on. She 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 would love it. She'd just love it. Cool, but she loves doing this because it's giving back, and she um, and it's tough, you know. I was because say. the BRN, the Board of Registered Nursing, they don't mess around, mm-hmm. right? Right. They don't mess around, and the success rate is mm, it's it's pretty tough. What's the program called? It's the it's a diversion, diversion program. program. Diversion is called diversion. Yeah, yeah, just called yeah. If they get in trouble with with having to do with any kind of substances, they have to go into this program. It's a very difficult program. Oh, yeah, and it's like three years or four years or something this like long. that. Long. Some I've seen it like for five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's like no specific. This is called this diversion. It's just yeah. a, like the nursing. Yeah. And okay. I think there's a, there's a couple other programs. Like I think the pilots have one that's very similar. So make sure it I have, is. make sure I have it right because you guys know more about it than I do. Right. Um, right. So if like, if I'm a I'm a nurse and I get Get in trouble with drugs and alcohol is a program for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know, yeah. I know, I know some nurses who, not a surprise, right, have abused, especially prescription drugs. Yes, right? yes. And that's just regular access to the doctors. Yeah. You know, prescription pads. So and then, writing themselves. You yeah. know what I, I mean? Know, it's, they get very restricted. Like they can't, they can't really be around drugs for a while. They have to go through like well, that's great. They, they could that. go through like GADs or you know they can go through a treatment program. Plus they have you know like weekly check-ins type of thing where that's you have a drug test all the time. It's really difficult, but it like is really difficult. But the ones that go through, I mean, end up having long-term sobriety. Right. You know, and it's like, wonderful. to me, the, the message in that was like, it's always been like support. You know what I mean? Like when, and for me, for my, my sobriety, you know, first year I was getting tested by three different, three different agencies. <laughs> and then Dean was, yeah. I yeah. mean, like they were, I was peeing all the time for somebody else, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, you know, then I went to prison and I had that 18 months in there and I was in a, in a, in a program in prison for the 18 months and then uh and when i got out i was in i was on getting tested by my my probation officer when i got so like it was all about you know like if i don't do this things are going to get much worse right exactly and and so like it took me a while to really spool up in the program but i did eventually because i had that time and that pressure holding me down you know good and so uh so that's why like the message to me is support 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 because people go in for for 30 days and they think they're going to come out and their life is going to be changed and you know it can be but it's so hard when you know it's not permanent though you know yeah you go back to your home something's got to sustain where maybe a spouse is still drinking or just even even if they're not drinking but you have like a you know you've you've set up this yeah. This household where, like, you know, everybody, uh, you know, functions around the alcoholic. So everyone's kind of like waiting for you to yeah. have your first drink. You know? Right, right, right. That's what, because that's what happens. The idea is that the addict or the alcoholic gets sober and everybody at home, you know, they they don't change no yeah, then then exactly. the then the you know the the addict or alcoholic is going to go ahead and relapse maybe, for sure maybe that's one way we can what we were talking about earlier about the stigma with addiction is educate our family 
about what it is. Yeah. That way, if yeah. someone says, like one of their friends says something, they go, oh, this actually this, you know, and then it spreads yeah. around. No, well, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I think it's so important. I mean, and Ben, you. Ben's one of the ones, Ben and Karen, you know, they, they were the ones that really beat this into my brain they're like it's it's so important for you to get treatment but it's so much more important for your family to get treatment it's a family too. disease yeah so there's a family cure if they don't have it and you get it it's like your chances aren't aren't nearly as good as right. if they get it so i mean that that was definitely something i picked up in school and yeah, that's a big thing yeah yeah i, I love that yeah. so you know so we just do the deal i mean it's 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 amazing so to get to do this and actually get even you know it's it's you know, there's not a, you can't even put a price tag on it. It's that you'd have that passion, you know, and that's yeah. the thing that keeps me going. It really is. Yeah. That's awesome. I always got that from you, man. Whenever we were in, in class, it's like this guy, like you had so much information and, and you had so much passion for when, when, when you, what you talked about. So, I mean, I think we all got it and, uh, you know, whenever I'd see anybody from school, we always talk about you we always talk about Karen and then of course, Orlando and of course, Pat Sonora. <laughs> Yeah, I got Shout out. Soul. That was the pet scenario. She mm. was the only one that yelled at me ever in the program. <laughs> and I was like two minutes late to class. And I was like, I was like, and I was running because I knew that it was, I heard, I heard her <laughs> yell at other people and I got in there and she, oh, I got, I, but she, she let it go real quick. She was great. She yelled at you for being two minutes late. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, you no. know, she didn't yell too loud. She was my, but, best, she was my best friend. She, she was, was amazing, she was right? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. She was my and she was funny. She would be, she wasn't Katie. She was a KDAC, I think. And no. she was like, Ben's always with that Katie, you know. I know, <laughs> she, I know. You guys, I, know. You guys just I would write her about that, but that's okay. <laughs> I forgave her, so that's okay. yeah, yeah. She was great. Hey, well, I, I think we reached uh, we reached our time limit here good. for the good, night. Yeah, we reached a good ending point. I think. I know. I know. Thank you so much for coming yeah, in. You know, like, the honor's mine. You know, the honor's all mine. Guys. I learned a lot. Actually, yeah. I learned a lot of new things. Thanks for coming. You're very yeah. welcome. You're very welcome. We can guys. have a, maybe, a, maybe a volume two because there's just so much I more mean, to learn. Yeah, I mean, if he's willing <laughs> I mean, to come Ar- in. will come on. She'll give you a whole different person because she has more of the mental health. She can ah, prescribe. Okay. Her story is amazing. She's a nurse practitioner. So I don't know she, if I've ever heard her actually like her like her sobriety story and stuff. Actually, got oh into my recovery. god, she'll just oh she'll blow your socks off. I'm okay. gonna it, we're, I'm, I'm, and, she, and she's beautiful and she's like Armenian, which is even the cultural <laughs> thing too. Okay, wow. right on. Wait, have we had any Armenian guests? I mean, I live in Glendale. Hmm, we, haven't, we haven't had Sevak come on yet. So right, right. have heard. I mean, she's like, I, uh, no, oh I, I, I would love to mix the culture. As soon as we stop, in. as soon as we hit stop on this recording, I'm going to get her number and we're going to call her right Fuck now and see if we can get her to come in. Setting okay. it up. I don't okay. know if she can come in next week, but I'd love her. Thanks, Ben. You're yeah, awesome, anytime. Man. I'm honored. Yeah, it's, and we're probably going to hit you up in probably six months after we okay. forget about how, how painful this was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so, let's go ahead and close it out. All right, yeah. So if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at the Terminally Unique Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on the Facebook fan the page at uh, the Terminally Unique Podcast. Or what was the other place it's, that we can go? Instagram. Oh, the IG. That's the gram. right. Some people call it just the gram. The gram. If you're is, cool, you uh, call it the gram. Is that what people And it's saying? terminally underscore unique underscore podcast, not slashes. Not dashes. Just underscores. That's why? it. I don't why? know. I don't know. They're I don't know why you millennials like the underscores. just cooler that way. Okay. I don't know why. It just All looks right. cool. Just like our, our sponsor, Dre underscore cuts. He knows what's up. Dude, Dre is awesome. He, he knows the underscores. He's going to put a shave on me that's going to be so slick. I'm telling you. Anyway, guys, oh, we really appreciate all the support, all the listening, downloading, and, and following yeah. you guys do with We've us. really grown Feedback. a lot in the last month. I'm really excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, we're, we're, I'm excited where the podcast is going. We're really stepping up our game, I think, on getting our guests in here with different wide varieties of, yes. uh, of just different angles of recovery and treatment and mental health and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. And thank you again for... <laughs> Well, for all the support from raise raise energy okay yeah all right come on you got to give scott the, the love scott cantaloupe we appreciate you so much and uh he's gonna fire us if you can't get his last name right i know i got it it's a fruit it's a fruit give me some credit at least. okay you got it yeah you got it it's a, fruit. Right. It's a melon until whatever. next week everybody we love you yeah we love you i love you love you ben love you ben thank you, thank you. Love you <laughs> thank bye you. everybody okay bye